we get the DMs all the time of these incredible young people, like right. students, college students, old people, 75-year-old women um, that will message the podcast that that like how much they've learned and how much they love Jesus and how much they want to accept others and how much they're sharing that mission with the world. And it's like, God, when I got out of religion, when I dropped out of the bullshit and I, and I opened up my heart and my mind to, to like this inclusivity of all people without the boundaries of, of, of organized religion, I feel like I finally felt hope again. Like the church can be what it's supposed to be. Hey, it's Brandon. Hey, it's Chelsea. And we're back with some in-person energy. Woo! Um, you're listening to the Religious Dropouts, and you are listening or watching us reunited. And, and it feels so good. good. Yeah, I decided to go high figured you'd be in a be Is a that a high school musical? Uh, <laughs> I think it's like Marvin Gaye, bro. <laughs> Dude, shut up. What, uh... What time what is, is it? Year? Summertime. You are thinking of the summer musical, the big song. The first song. <laughs> I can hear the basketballs in my head. Like, I know what you're saying. Get oh, your in the game. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't get thinking you. that. But. Hi, you're listening to the Religious Dropouts, and we have gotten our heads back in the game. Yes. Get your, get your head in the game. You gotta. Yeah, that's hilarious that you just said is that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, oh, my God. That anyway. So, hey, guys, we're really excited to be back in person. Yeah. Um. Brandon obviously moved um, him and Jackie uh, to Grand Rapids, which is just a significant drive from where we have the podcast studio. So we're going to try to like make it work. Obviously, it's a lot on them to make this drive, yeah. um, but we're going to try to do this like once every, you know, four or five weeks or so and get a couple episodes for you guys in person so that we're not always doing that, that split screen. But, right. you know, we're making it work. Yeah, making it work. So it's super good. Any life updates for you, Chels? Anything been going oh, on? Oh, man. You're back in the um, gym. You're lifting. I am. Yeah, I've been cleared to do um, pretty much everything back in the gym now. So that's exciting. I yeah. um, I was waiting. And uh, my brother's graduating high school. He's going to Bowling Green State University next year. And his grad party is today. Mm. So we got to celebrate. Had Brandon over with the fam and Jackie. Right. And uh, my aunt is in town from South Carolina. Uh, my uncle and, and family. So party. really cool. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, Jackie and I are unboxing things. Uh, honestly, in my, in my free time, I've been enjoying uh Disney speed storm. Oh God. It's like Mario Kart, but he just uh, talks about a little it bit so edgier. Much. So it's super cool. I get to play Mike Wazowski and I get to just, okay, maybe that's cool. But if you guys saw like the simplicity of Mario Kart, take that and make it like 80 times more complicated. That's what Brandon's doing. Okay. It's for the hardcore racers out there. Oh. <laughs> okay. If you play Disney Speed, Speed Storm, let me know. Yeah, that's the Spotify poll this week. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, also, Hello Sweets Candy, shout out. I'm just kidding. They don't sponsor us. <laughs> but you could. <laughs> um, we will tag them, though, because this is kind of cool. But I came across this on my TikTok. They uh -huh. went viral. Packaging candy. So, Hello Sweets Candy, we decided to give you guys a try. And um, I'm not reading you everything that we got because it's crazy. But we're going to start with 
First of all, um, Dunkaroo Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Amazing. Yeah, honestly. And then the Harry Potter Butterbeer Bar. Really? Yes, yeah, swear. Yeah. Oh, that's official. Wild. Official from Hogwarts. Yeah, I want some. But let's start with the orange Zots. Okay. Okay. So, a Zot for you. I've had something like this before. Have you? Yeah, I've never had a Zot before. So I've never start. had a... I think Aren't I have cute? had a Zot. Really? But I'm also from the Warhead clan. Oh, so. yeah. I'm, oh, oh, is God. it sour? <laughs> Five second yeah. rule. Okay. Is it going to be sour? I hope not. I just didn't expect it. So, oh. So we'll just be unveiling candy throughout the episode, but it's from this package we got from Hello Sweets. So it was really awesome. They sent that. We got it today. And they do tons of different kinds of candies and stuff. So I just figured that'd be fun for an episode to eat candy while we record with you guys. So I've been watching Parks and Rec over again. Mm. And Hello Sweets makes me think of Sweetums, the, I've never the seen candy it. company. I know. Is that true? I know. You're not lying. No one believes me. But I've never seen Parks and Rec. I love The Office. And I've tried Parks and Rec multiple times. And I just can't do it. Well, that's our episode for you guys. We, oh got, some, we got some private conversations to have. You guys, I just had to take my side out. It was electrifying my mouth. No, it wasn't. Whatever was seeping out was like electrocuting my mouth. Like it was like making me feel like I had locked jaw. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, so we have a new segment, you guys. We're super, super excited to introduce you to our newest segment, Big Mad Energy. Hmm. What you mad about now? Y'all really pressed over that shit? Wow. Big Mad. Y'all got Big Mad Energy. Anyway, so we're really excited about this segment. And this segment, I think it is best explained if we just read um, an article that we came across this week. I feel like there's no better way to intro exactly what this segment is going to be than these words right here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from a Forbes article and it says Barbie largely praised for feminist themes, but draws anger from the anti-woke. <laughs> Just so the big man energy is going to encompass anything that draws anger from the anti-woke community. Yeah. So we'll kind of be exploring some different things. So this week, on the agenda, I had, um, I literally wrote on our show, you know, cause obviously we write these out and like we put energy into what we're going to put in for you guys or what we're going to put out for you guys. And so we wrote on this episode, Barbie and Bud Light. Um, and so those were the things that felt like in the last couple of months, the biggest things that angered the anti-woke community. Yes. Have you seen the Barbie movie? I haven't yet. We were trying to go last night. I want to go so bad. I really want to go. We tried to show up at the theater and we went to customer service uh long story okay. we went to customer service and they said we said we're trying to get two tickets to barbie and he said oh yeah you can't get two tickets to barbie like at all today what yeah it was sold out i did not think it was and chelsea people showed up in pink people were just no like legally way. blonde wow it was cool these are white chocolate in waffle cones. So they are white chocolate waffle oh, cones. Is this that's really pretty the crazy. Um, that yeah. You purchased? yeah, dude, it's awesome. Um, that's really crazy, but I love anything that can be a theme. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's awesome. Um, I will say that. Why uh, do you think Barbie pisses them off so bad? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I really think that without seeing it, it's kind of hard to know. But the articles I've read, it's so interesting because it, it they've all kind of said because it has been such a huge feminism 
um, type of energy movie. Like there's so much of like, you can do anything you put uh, your mind to like women empowerment, like Barbie can be everything she dreams. And, um, and I, I don't, like I said, I haven't seen it, but that's like the, the, the mindset, right. Is supposedly. And it's so sad that this idea that this, this girl can accomplish anything and do anything. And it doesn't matter what this man says. Cause I've heard Ken kind of gets a bad rap in the, in the relationship of, of the movie, the dynamic, which I also though heard that Ryan Gosling is hysterical. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't, I've never loved him like that much, but I mean, I would love to see it. Yeah. I can't wait. Honestly, go. he's been in so many roles that make me feel like he's stale a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. 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 Like the notebook. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's just interesting that it, you know, it takes only an anti-woke community to take something that could be a beautiful message and turn it into Satan's angels. You know, what's like, interesting too, is Barbie's always been this, like, of this reflection of women and sometimes yeah sometimes in a horrible way of like oh yeah exactly like this is the standard women should be yeah right and then as barb barbie's always had different different careers or different she can't always be what she wants yeah it's always evolving but what's interesting is just like women it's always got men always have their opinion about it too. yeah oh yeah absolutely so yeah, so it'll be interesting to hear. These are jelly-filled whales. Yeah, let's run with those. Yeah, I just figured, wow, that's a lot of jelly. If you can see the humpback on that whale. Oh, wow. Just eat it. You I'm nervous to. now. Oh, it's good. I'm into that. That's a good jelly-filled whale. Well, mm. so the other thing I thought was um, I like that. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. Is we brought up Bud Light. And obviously that's old news now, mm-hmm. but if it's not old news to you, if you're like, what are they talking about? Right. I want to encourage you to head to TikTok and look up Dylan Mulvaney. And I don't know how to spell that last name completely, but if you look up Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N and, then, and then Mulvaney, yeah, M- at least M-U-L-V, <laughs> that'll get you there. Yep. Um, she has recorded some beautiful videos since the backlash from the Bud Light community of, of mullets and pit vipers had, had emerged. Um, she, she, I think said made some beautiful um, comments mm. in and response to a lot of that stuff. So if you're not familiar, that, that'd be my biggest thing is just, I'd encourage you to go listen to her, yeah. her words. So, yeah. So that's our segment. We're always going to be kind of like current with what, what's going on in culture. And yeah. uh, it's not hard to figure out what, uh, the anti-woke might be mad about. So mm-hmm. that's that BME, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So we can't wait to keep bringing that to you every week. So that'll be new. We don't have a keyboard warrior this week because we want to introduce that new segment. Um, and we don't have a caller on this episode, but we do for next episode and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we'll be excited for you to hear, hear from our caller too. So, yeah. All right. What's the show? What's the show about? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Hello from the other side. I never know when you want me to join in on singing. <laughs> no, that was clearly a and solo was, mission. That was a solo. For and sure. I may get picked up and not be able to record the podcast anymore because of how uh, much talent was in that. We but- want to talk about what it feels like on the other side of yeah. leaving ministry. Yeah. Which we always or kind of talk religion, about. Religion. Like, or being in a general. member of the yeah, church. Yeah. yeah, anything. any Anything, yeah. It's, a, it's been about a year since you've been a credentialed pastor. Yes, yep. Uh, it's been probably a year and a half since I've been a credentialed pastor. Yeah. Um, and church has been, uh, I was a church employee yep. Yep. For, until about three months ago, but, um, 
but yeah, we're feeling, we're feeling it out. I think we've had both of us enough time under our belt to figure out what do we feel now? Yeah. Leaving that. And, and when we speak about church, um, there's a lot of churches that we would never tell you to go to, but there is an awesome church that has now um, sponsored the podcast for the next few episodes. And we would love for you to just listen to this quick ad from them. They are incredible. And we've just got some stuff we want you to hear about who they are and, and what they're all about. For sure. It is an insane blessing and privilege to have Sycamore Creek Church as one of our sponsors on the Religious Dropouts podcast. When we launched this podcast, we never imagined accepting a church sponsorship, but this church really does just hit different. The community of people really do believe in Jesus and justice. They're also LGBTQ plus affirming, which means that all are included and welcome, no matter who we love. They put action and effort into working for racial equity and they deeply care about being multiculturally curious, creative, and compassionate. If there was a church the religious dropouts could preach a live sermon or podcast at, this would so be it. If church isn't for you, please ignore this ad. But if you are curious about what the body of Christ looks like, this Jesus-loving congregation is located in Lansing, Michigan and is launching a campus in the Eastwood area on October 1st. Tell Pastor Tom that Brandon and Chelsea said hey. So since leaving ministry or leaving the church, because we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast, we actually had a message. I'm going to see if I can pull it up for those of you that don't follow our Instagram um, because she uh, sent it to me on an Instagram DM actually. And so I'm going to, I just wanted to pull that up really quick just because, um, but she was basically saying to me that um, it really she did not leave ministry, but she left the church. Um, and she was, she had a volunteer role with the church. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that stories like that are still super important too. Right. Um, and so I just want to read this really quick. She said, she's talking about the campy stay campy part two is what she's referencing here. That episode really put me on an emotional roller coaster. I did not receive the level of hate that we both, that you both did meaning me and Brandon, but I totally relate to the distancing dirty looks and I even had a parent try to get me out as a small group leader. I'll never forget the last church service I attended before I left completely. So many cold shoulders. And it just reminds me that even people that were not in ministry that have yeah. left have been so severely hurt and burned yeah. by, by the organization. But. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I almost, I feel pain for just a, you're, you're a small group leader. And yeah. even then you feel the cold shoulders and the that really the only looks. we should feel as ministers. Yes. Yeah. Like you should Honestly, never feel your that. church leadership would be yeah. the only ones that should know exactly. about anything you are struggling with as a small group leader. Yeah. They should be the only ones in the know of what's going on. But instead you felt it from the entire congregation. That's there's something shifty there. Like yeah. definitely some gossip. Like, and it's really good that you got out. Totally. Super good yeah. that you got out. Um, we're happy to have you here too, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of this community. What do you have now? These are like, I think cotton candy. Um, oh, okay. Oh my God. What'd you go with? I think they're cotton candy or maybe bubble gum sour. Um, <gasps> God, what is oh my God. You? <laughs> Am I a baby? Did you just eat the same thing? It burned the, my... the ribbon. So sour. Oh, so kind of gross. Yeah, I told you it's burning. Oh my gosh. So one feeling weird burning could be one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, oh we're my gosh. Go into feelings we feel. Yeah, since leaving, <laughs> since leaving that, that really tainted my whole mouth. I'm really gonna that hurt me. Um, but that's a mix and match bag. So there's a lot of things in there. Um, I will say one thing that I thought was interesting when Brandon and I were putting this show together, uh, this episode together, we we both said. Well, all these feelings we both said, actually. Yeah. But the one that was the most interesting to me was the spiritual one, because we both we both wrote to each other that we felt like we were um, like we were more obviously spiritually free. Right. Um, to not have condemnation as we studied and learned and but that we both felt very spiritually like we were growing, like mm-hmm. our spirituality had grown so much and our relationship with God had grown so much when we walked away from from religion as we became dropouts our our love for jesus and our understanding of yeah grew grew a ton yeah i think for me i describe it as i i think when you're in it and when you're so shoulder to shoulder with people that you think you're you're watching how they talk about god yeah and the way that they box god in yeah truthfully like that became to be so so it it bugged me so yeah. much that it, it now I'm so grateful to not box God in God. I'm still understanding God. I'm still on that search of figuring him out. Yeah. And that, that allows me to be like, well, he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. He's, like he's free because he, he doesn't have the bondage that I'm putting on him. Yeah. I, I think that the scariest theology for me is the, is the all knowing theology. Yeah. Like, bro, I don't have a clue. Here's what I do know. Here's the scripture that I do study. And here's the God that I believe I serve, but I, I don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. Like there's no way if you're someone that's listening to this podcast and you're deconstructing, go listen to the Bible for, for normal people or whatever like this. We're not, we're not taking you on this journey of like, let's, let's go through every Bible verse and talk. We're, look, no, like, right. dude, we're, that's not what we're about, but we are about like this, this mutual understanding that like, as you figure out who God is and, and what God's saying to you and who God is to you. Like you, you have no clue all that he's capable of. And if you do, then we are not worshiping the same God. Cause there's right. no possible way that I, that as I keep reading about God and keep knowing about Jesus, there is no way that I could know what he's going to do next. There's yeah. no way, no way in hell. So I don't know what, what are uh, some other things that you felt? I know that was just one that was kind of interesting for me that yeah. we grew more. <clears throat> oh, Andy Minio said something once actually, and I don't know what song it's in. But remember, he uh, it's a lyric and you'll know what song I bet right away. But it says, um, I i talked about God more than I talked to God. Yeah, it's called Death of Me. Yeah, off of oh his, my God. Uh, Neverland. EP. And, and I, yeah, I knew he would know. <laughs> but literally, but that is what it felt like in ministry. Yeah. I talk, we, we talk, so many ministers and so many pastors talk about God 80 times more than they actually spend time with God right. or with the people or the actual mission of Christ. Yeah, and now, now it's I can't even fathom spending time talking about God, yeah, and and getting him so wrong. Yep, and and because you've shaped him to be what you want him. Yeah, to be. yeah, exactly. Another feeling I felt is just peace. Um, I think I think being in it, uh, two types of peace. There's an inner and an outer for me. I feel more at peace with myself. Um. Because I get to be the, I get to be my, my full self. There's, there's no sense of um, my job's at risk. So I get to, I get to be present 
with myself. So when people see me and I show up, I don't have to hide any bit of any bit of what I'm thinking. Any well, I I actually am not allowed to say this, but uh, I believe you as a gay person have the have the right to be to exist and also be loved by God. Be like, exist. Did I say be exist? Amen. No, I I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you know that's that's what's so funny. But you say that as a youth pastor, and it's like, oh, you're losing your job. You're losing your job. And that's uh, and that there's some external piece as I've gained distance from some of some of the people that really uh, really were keyboard warriors in my life and really wanted to wanted to always tell people like me, my senior leadership. My mom, even they, they had things to, to write and say mm-hmm. about, about where I was headed as a person, as if they know my whole life and, and they, they wanted to, to critique me. And now that I've gained some distance, it's freeing yeah. with the peace that I have now. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I do think, um, I was thinking about what you first said, your internal piece. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, I had a friend that's a head pastor. He's still a head pastor now one of my dearest friends. Mm. Um, and he came over, uh, when I got my first foster baby that we were supposed to adopt Cammy. Um, some of you know her and you, you babysat her. Some of you, you know, that are listening have, have walked this journey with us for a long time. Yeah. And when he came over to visit Cammy and meet her and like pray over us and, you know, be there for our family in that time, he brought a book for our daughter and the book was, uh, because Cammy would never eat, which is ironic because if you've ever seen a photo of her, that ended up being the opposite of her problem. Mm. And we ended up having to give her like more greens and because she was gaining so much weight. But anyway, in the beginning, she wasn't. And so he thought it was funny and got her this book and it said, um, go to fucking sleep. And it's a hilarious children's, you know, very cute, almost like a lullaby type of book, but it's funny. And like after every page, it says now go to fucking sleep. So it's like this cute little message and then go to, you know, and so it's just this funny. And I remember that moment. Now keep in mind, this was, I mean, first of all, Cammie just graduated kindergarten this year. So if that tells you anything and she was an infant when this happened, but that was the first time I realized I couldn't post that on my social media. That that was one of the first times that I really realized something was not right inside because Mm. I thought this is one of my best friends. He got me this hilarious book. And even if I blacked out part of the title saying, ha ha, even, even pastors can buy funny gifts or, you know, like we're real people too. Right. Like, um, I thought I could never post this. I could never in any capacity. Could I share, I would lose my job. Yeah. And that was probably the first time I realized that like there was a real problem with the way ministers had to be in front of others versus the way. And then, you know, a couple weeks after that, me and my friends had like a Jackbox game night. And all of a sudden, you know, multiple of the jokes on the Jackbox game, because you put in like your own answers if you're not familiar. And I'm sitting around with all these pastors and there's like really dirty jokes and really inappropriate jokes and then really funny, charismatic jokes. And, and I'm realizing like, but if there was one person from the church here, all these people would be different. Not one pastor would be who they really are in front of any of those people. Yeah. And that's when I'm just like, I think there's a difference between holding yourself at a higher standard and being a person that you're really not. And I think pastors are real confused. I think it's, I think it's way more, I'm pretending to be someone I'm absolutely not. Right. And way less of, no, I'm just holding myself 
to a higher standard. Yeah. Like, no, I think that's what we tell ourselves. And the real garbage is like, you're actually just being someone that you're completely not in order to play a role. Right. And, and I feel like somebody's going to listen and be like, Oh, so that's probably not all pastors. That's just your friends. And <laughs> yeah, I trust think, me. No, it's your friends. I think to it's that, your friends too. I would be like, yeah, any pastor that'd like to challenge me on that, let me follow you around for 24 hours. Yep, we'll 100%. Just, we'll just, I'll just, let me, let me snoop at your house. I, I will say there is one, there's one minister. I really believe in my entire ministry. There's probably one or two ministers I could name that I know exactly who they are from the pulpit is who they are at home, literally. And when I say I know hundreds of ministers, I mean, I know hundreds of ministers. And I'm not trying to say they're all shit behind the, no, behind the doors. No, the but rea- what you're not saying is we need to be authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I would bet you even the ones that would never make that joke. Yeah. Would never have that drink in the fridge. Yeah. Even they still feel that outside pressure to be, yeah. to be something that uh, has to live, live different. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And it's sad. It's just, it really breaks my heart because I know it's not who God created you to be. Like mm. God created, like, do I think that you need to walk in every party and tell a dirty joke? Obviously no. Right. But the person that, you know, that God created within you, um, is, is the same person that called you to ministry. Like you're that same person. So to dull yourself down or to make yourself what everybody wants you to be and not who you really are to fulfill this position of, of, to get paid is just, um, it just couldn't be more ass backwards, but it's the reality. It really is the reality. I even think about, um, and I, we won't spend much longer on that. Yeah, no, we have other feelings. If we feel other things too, we're getting in our feelings. <laughs> gotta be real with it. Gotta be, gotta be. Um, no other way to be, man. <laughs> Just gotta be straight. I up. was thinking, I don't know if I've told people on the podcast, but I, I haven't, I didn't grow up drinking. I had never drank until like two years ago. <laughs> and, uh, because I was so afraid of, of this is something that as a, as a Nazarene pastor, it was something that we just didn't mm-hmm. do. I okay. knew our stance on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually didn't, I have it. family members <laughs> that didn't drink uh, or that did drink, but like, we just didn't, we weren't, my family didn't drink. Um, and then I was like, uh, honestly, I was dating uh, Jackie's family and I saw how they socially, yeah. socially had a drink and they're not the picture of the while and out, like yeah. people that, um, that I guess I would have made them out to be yeah. if I stayed with that closed minded yeah. thought. And now even, even, and then I started taking sips of stuff and being curious and, and I, I like to have a good drink. We just had a margarita at like, yeah. uh, yeah, the party. and that, that's, what's interesting. That without back, shame. We had a margarita without piece, shame. Yes. <laughs> I, and I can, I can socially enjoy it and yep. be like, Oh, yep. You know, this is kind of cool. Like, so, yeah. I mean, I don't have to worry. And, and that's the thing is when Brandon and I were in ministry, I can actually definitively say this about both of us. We actually didn't drink. Yeah. Um, I was sober for, I think almost nine years. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was, it was nine years. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't track it because I never thought I was going to drink again. So I never, it wasn't like a time thing for right. me. I just, how long I was in ministry was how long I didn't drink. And it wasn't until my last couple of years in ministry that like a lot of people I knew in the church and a lot of leaders I knew, a lot of pastors I knew were like, oh, we all drink. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I thought, but we're not allowed to drink. We're not the the manual. 
and the credentials that we have hanging on our office walls said that we're not supposed to drink. And a lot of ministers were like, okay, but the Bible doesn't say that. And now I can go into all the reasons the Nazarene church explains why you should not drink. That's not, we're not on the podcast for that. Right. But the point is, the point is everyone's still doing it, but that's, that's being inauthentic to who you, yeah. you, you have these credentials that say, and for me, I'm like, dude, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to compromise. Like if I want to have a drink and I really believe that they've got it wrong, then I got to walk away from this shit. Yeah. Man. Like I, I can't just be like, well, I'll just drink with my family and make sure no one posts pictures. Like what kind of life is that dude? Right. And I have so many friends that are even some that are probably still in it. I felt, still living that way. I felt so bold to be on my honeymoon. And because we got champagne with a couple different, yeah. like, I felt so bold to post a little cheers picture with, with Jackie. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't care what, right. Exactly. But I felt like, let me soften up my, my following a little bit so that they can be relaxed. If like, God, dude, isn't that wild that that's it's what you wild. think? It is. Do you have any other feelings it you is. want to go into? Um, I think for the first time in a long time, I felt hope. Um, I felt like, you know, I shared with you guys on episode five, um, you know, my sexual identity mm. and I, you know, as I, as I navigated, you know, at a, at a younger age, as a young adult, as I navigated understanding what being bisexual meant, um, I also had to navigate this like hopelessness within the church. Like God has called me to ministry and God has called me to share the love of Jesus with others. But unfortunately the others don't include that community in which I'm a part of. And so I felt this like heavy hopelessness of like, it's never going to get better. And then we went through the the election with Donald Trump mm -hmm. and um, after that election, and I don't know any pastor, I don't know very many pastors that would disagree with this. After that election, the hopelessness became despair. It became like, you know, you were seeing divides in your church like you had never seen before. All of a sudden, you're seeing people sharing openly about whether they vaccinate or not. And when previously you'd never saw that on a Facebook page, all of a sudden something like voting that was sacred and quiet. And you did that within the home, right? You weren't really telling others necessarily who you were voting for. All of a sudden that became like, you know, you, you were having, you know, it was all over the place. Like all right. of a sudden the divide was unlike anything we'd ever experienced. And so I just felt like all of a sudden we went from feeling a little bit hopeless to just feeling like just despair and, and devastation from this division and this, in this darkness. And so as I've been out, it's like, I see these people, I get these DMS all the time. We get the DMS all the time of these incredible young people, like right. students, college students, old people, 75 year old women, um, that will message the podcast that, it, that like how much they've learned and how much they love Jesus and how much they want to accept others and how much they're sharing that mission with the world. And it's like, God, when I got out of religion, when I dropped out of the bullshit and I, and I opened up my heart and my mind to, to like this inclusivity of all people without the boundaries of, of, of organized religion, I feel like I finally felt hope again. Like the church can be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I agree. I think towards, I think knowing that my time was coming up, that's when I started to catch hope for like, and maybe even vision for yeah. like, what could a church community that cared, Man. what could a, what in, and, and for us, 
it, it manifests itself in like, we're going to make a podcast community first and then, then we'll, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But, yeah. but I've had a lot of vision for like, what would it look like for people to gather together that, that actually care, actually care about loving others. So yeah. like, um, and not just lip service. Yeah. Like we will, we'll like, we'll take care of you. We'll, right. we'll advocate for you. Your hurts will be our hurts. Like your celebration will be our celebration. Like that's, right. that's just something I, I long for too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I would agree with you everything. And just uh, there, there was deep hopelessness in that, that sort of season of like, how will I get out? Yeah. And also how will, how will that affect my livelihood that I, I, I became really crushed by, I don't know how to tool myself different. And, and I, and now, now I've been in a new job for two months and I'm like, Ooh, I'm good at this. Like, Oh, I see my passion for this. Like, I, and, I'm like getting choked up listening to Brandon. I'm almost crying. Yeah. I feel like I could cry because I don't, I'm not there. Hmm. All I want is to be a minister. Hmm. I think like, I think that every gift I have is being a pastor. Oh, and I believe I that for like you. All I, all I am is someone that wants to lead other pastors Yeah, is someone that wants to lead a, a, a team of people and a group of people who say like, I want to love Jesus. I want to know who he is mm -hmm. and we can just navigate what that looks like together. And, um, and so I've, I'm a director at a homeless shelter and mm -hmm. a homeless organization really. Cause um, I'm not actually in the shelter that much. We we have a food pantry and all sorts of other stuff. But and I feel good in that career. Like I love it. I know I'm called there. I have no doubt that that's where I'm supposed to be. But I just feel like other than that, like I don't know who else I could ever be or what else mm. I could ever do. And that has been really hard, actually. Yeah. In the last year. And I had somebody ask me recently, um, because in Grand Rapids there's a couple of religious universities, and they're like, Brandon, are you gonna? You're going to like study theology like you thought, like, yeah. and there are people pretty close to Jackie and I. And I just thought like, Ooh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's like for two months I've been, I've been in a, in a organization that is like the perfect sampler platter. Yeah. I get to try so many things yeah. and now I'm like, I don't even know. And I'm, I feel somewhat like a, and this is, this is going to sound conceited, but I know my audience will like you yeah, guys, will, we, yeah. you get, my friends and family, you guys will get this. But like, I feel like a jack of all trades and sometimes definitely, which also makes me feel like I don't know if I've mastered anything. Yeah. Like, and I really don't know what, what that, I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. I'm just in a unique position now to try so much. Yeah. And I see people that really do like kingdom work. Yep even though it's not a religious organization like that. But I see you, more of that outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> I see more kingdom work happening outside of the, the church, honestly, yeah. than I ever did in it. Yeah. But, but you're going to be, you're going to be a pastor again one day, like totally just, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, and speaking of being a pastor and, uh, and, um, what, what I think that looks like when we talk about, um, being honest with ourselves. I think another part that we've experienced being outside is having a new sense of honesty and integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, just like the drinking thing, 100% that, um, I also think when I think of integrity, I think, I don't know if you guys have any clue how many church scandals have occurred that you don't know about that you should know about. 
Um, you know, I can, I can think of three right now in this 10 seconds that I just said that to you, I can think of three scandals that happened in, in the churches that like, not even that I served on just churches that I knew about on our district or in, in districts near us or whatever that should have made headlines that should have been publicized. Um, but because there was not honesty or integrity with those pastors, um, you'll never hear those stories and students, um, some some students that suffered at the hands of some of those stories are going to take those stories to their graves. Um, some have taken them on Facebook and they've lost friends and family because they've spoke out about those right. stories. There's just so many situations where I feel like if if the church had more honesty and integrity, it would be so different. But they don't. A lot of a lot of times they don't. And I feel like since being on the outside of that, I just have a new sense of like I can be honest mm-hmm. and I can have integrity. Yeah. And I don't have to be afraid to lose my job for being like authentic and honest and like not hiding any part of, of my job or mistakes or truths or, you know what I mean? Right. You don't envy being back in that position where you have to Dude. play the politics and who, whose money will I lose and Dude. whose influence will hurt me more. Um, I remember one of our families in the church. Oh my God. I wish I could say their name because I love them. And I actually talk to the mom all the time now. She donates to Oaks all the time. Um, but, but I said to her son once, um, uh, hose before bros. And it was in, it it was in, it was a response to about a trip and he wouldn't, he wanted to ride in the van with all the girls and not with all, all of his guy friends. And I was like, dude, you know, like, haven't you ever heard bros before hose or whatever? And, um, and he, uh, And it was this moment where I thought it was so funny. He laughed and it was, but then I remember getting in the driver's seat of the van and being like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm fired. Like, I mean, like, was it inappropriate to say to a high school junior? Okay. Maybe like, sure. Okay. I'm not saying, but the, but the reality of me making that comment and thinking that like, we're just having this moment and like, and he laughed and we knew he he knew my character. This was not like, he knew I wasn't calling his girlfriend's hoes. Like, you know, like it was a very clear conversation with this kid that I had known for three years prior. But in the moment I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. And it's like, there's a million moments just like that, where like, if you slip up even a little bit and some of your true comedy or some of your true self seeps in yeah. to a lot of what you're doing in any sort of way that, that is offensive to the church. I mean, you're, you're going to lose your job. Yeah. So I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't miss it, man. One time I said fetish from the stage <gasps> instead of preference thinking oh like, God. Thinking the words were synonymous. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Luckily, I had a small youth group. I had like 10, 15 people in the eyes. And like, I had I had just great students. But a couple of them were like, Brandon, that's not what that means. Dude, there was a pastor once. And I had that... to really learn the difference in the most humbling of ways. Dude, dude. I don't know how we got here, but there's a pastor on our district that was doing a funeral once. And he said he was supposed to say that the lady who died, she was super into, (laughs) I can't, oh my God. She was super into hardcore pawn and, um, and at her funeral that was live streamed. So I've actually seen this. Um, he said uh, hardcore porn, um, from the stage at her funeral. And that was just, oh my gosh. There is no coming back. Dude, there's no. Is that worse than the wedding officiants that say the wrong name? Oh God. Oh my God. Like if they say someone's brother's name instead of their Dude. name. Is that worse? Say, that the dead person? I would much rather you worse. say porn at my funeral because I'm dead anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you're going to say now. 
But at my wedding, I got 10 more years to listen to people say, remember when he called you Brian? I know, I know. So I'd rather be dead, bro. (laughs) I'd rather be watching hardcore porn from the grave. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like we're those types that really want (gasps) our funerals to be like funerals anyway. (laughs) You guys, my have you ever seen Bob Goff speak with like the balloons and the cake pops? And when he speaks, like he just really, that's my funeral. Like if my funeral doesn't have Bob Goff at it, well, I'd have to die probably soon because he is old, but like, and that's kid that just can't happen. Yeah. What are the odds? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm making it, but my, my funeral better be just like a Bob Goff. Tons of balloons. Yeah, a parade. Oh my God, dude. Confetti five day event. I'm talking just the whole shebang. Five day. Event. Yeah. Yeah. There's good. All you hey, listen. If people want to come around of town, man, that's true. Like I want them to have flexibility, dude. They they'll might not be, be able like, to get hey, off work. Are you coming for the full Chelsea con? And they'll be like, be like no i can't show up till wednesday holy shit you better be there all week bro <laughs> like don't, don't f around and find out i can't work only gave yeah, me so well, much PTO. we'll see we'll see who haunts your ass then <laughs> guess what to find out no i'll come i'll i'll MC it anyway <laughs> i have a different MC every night Why? all right besties pull up because we're gonna have a meeting real quick we're gonna have a staff meeting are there any um, other feelings are we gonna are we can close this thing out um, we're gonna close this thing out. I did get one rock candy. Oh my gosh, check these out. Um, never heard of them. Just look at what those are. I heard they're really popular, they look disgusting. They're called like Jammy Dodgers or something. Jammy Dodgers, but I've heard that like everybody loves them. So, and then I got this rock candy. What's the AMS? <laughs> you're not supposed to do sounds with your mouth, though. I don't oh, think you're not? it's like crinkling and you're. You're messing with slot. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any other feelings. I think it's just, I think it's, I think the one thing I will say is that um, we feel a lot of peace and hope and joy. And there's such an exciting, it's so exciting to think about what is next for us and in right. this podcast and this yep. community. Um, but I, I don't want to pretend that like me personally, like I still have some animosity. Right. Um, I'm still a little bit angry. Um, I'm healing. And I just told a friend she's still in ministry now. She's a youth pastor and she texted me last week. And she's one of the only youth pastors that still texts me and asks how I'm doing and checks in. Wild. Um, yeah. W- weird. Um, which is such a blessing to me. She messages me actually once every couple of weeks. That's incredible. And yeah, she she's great. And um, and I told her, I said, you know, I feel like I'm healing and I feel really healthy. Um, like, I don't feel like any part of it is not right. Um, but I also still feel like I have, uh, I have some animosity that I'm still working through and, and I'm still angry about, um, the way that the church treated students. I'm angry about the way the church is treating students even right now. Um, and the way that people feel like a lot of my friends who are still in ministry in chains, like it, it's painful and, and it is really hard. So I guess as exciting as it has been and as, and as fun and joyful and peaceful, mm-hmm. it also is hard. And I don't want to downplay the the struggle that it is to also feel like, you know, you, you weren't ready. Like we didn't want to leave. Neither of us, neither of us were ready. No, it was just either we side with God and we really lean into who he's asking us to be, or we stay in this toxic environment and, and make, make an income and, and do the best we can in this environment and in being half of ourselves. And, and unfortunately we had to choose God and the other half of our personhood. 
Um, but, but it's still gut wrenching and, and it is really hard. I think, um, I want to, uh, share a little bit of this book that I think I'll try to, to close in That'd be awesome. a prayer every once in a while. Yeah. Um, this book is incredible. It's, um, the lives we actually have a hundred blessings for imperfect days. Mm. And I haven't seen a Christian curriculum kind of like this yeah. ever. Um, Kate, it's by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. And there's only a few pastors that I think I've ever heard pray like this. Yeah. I don't even know if these, these women are pastors, but uh, there is, it has a great index of a of hundred prayers. And this one says for when you're hanging on by a thread, mm, which we were <laughs> in. And I just kind of felt like that would be appropriate for some that are in that transition. Yeah. Uh, and not knowing what the future holds. Or if you just got out of that transition and like us in the beginning, we're hanging on by, by a thread. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So here it is. The coffee is probably cold because it's been reheated in the microwave once already. And long forgotten mugs are scattered around the house. The kids are fighting in the other room. It's another day of not calling mom and someone really should. <laughs> the dishes are gathering in the sink while another chirp from the phone is a reminder that there are people, friends, colleagues, loved ones out there right now. Waiting, texting, wanting, needing, and someone has to decide what's for dinner tonight <laughs> again. So because it must be true, how else can we be permitted to be mortal? Blessed are we who want to set it all down. Mm. Blessed are we when we're hanging on by a thread or are unraveling at the seams. Blessed are we who wonder if there is enough in this tired moment for beauty and meaning and connection. Blessed is our surrender, given up the illusion of perfection. Blessed are we who feel compelled to reach for what is possible instead. May we feel something like contentment, a grand permission to be basic, without a five-step plan to master this day. May we string together a thought or two between each ordinary, stressful moment to wonder if this ridiculous day, this too-full, too-heavy day, might be surprised, even wowed, by the sudden reappearance of sparks of joy. You were there once before, before the coffee and the dishes, before the fighting and the cell phone notifications, there to be found once again. I'm crying. <laughs> but you know I'm crying because this is our actual prayer for you every single time you turn mm. on this podcast. May you like be able to cling to the possibility that no matter what anyone has fed to you, no matter what anyone has told you, like you have the ability to feel joy again. You have yeah. the ability to find God again. Right. You have the ability to enjoy all of the small, beautiful parts of church in a healthy, wholesome, integrity-centered environment. It is out there for you. And I just hope that every time you come in that space, we never compromise that feeling for you. Mm -hmm. that, that you know that like you, you can have that and you can feel that with God again amen we love you so much we do have a blessed week blessed week oh god that's have virtue. a blessed week well we did we did just end with kind of that wasn't we didn't say daddy god may you send our listeners well, off we with did a now with god. a with a blessed week it's in your precious and holy son's name i pray amen now you got a prayer we love you guys have a good week bye hey fam Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Religious Dropouts Podcast. We hope it gave you a space to breathe, to laugh, and connect. 
It's our hope that as you journey along with us, that you too might find yourself saying, damn, it feels good to be a dropout. Be sure to check out our show notes for links to anything mentioned in this episode, including ways to connect with us on social media. We'd also love for you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you know who might want to join our community. You are loved. Have a great week.